Welcome! This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah! Quickly, we want to go into the Word. This month, what are we teaching on? What are we teaching this month? Hey! Overcoming fear and what? Overcoming fear and what? Anxiety. Last, son, last Thursday, Pastor Obey did a very fantastic job doing an introduction. In fact, he preached for the whole month. So I asked him, I said, now that you have finished preaching this thing like this now, the rest of us, what do we come and do? We'll just come and refer everybody to what you taught <laughs> last, last Thursday. Hallelujah. So if you've not listened to the teaching of last Thursday, I will enjoin you. I will plead with you. It's online. You can go and watch it again. Hallelujah. And in the introduction, Pastor Obey did a very nice introduction and he explained that fear is both an emotion and a spirit and there's good fear and there's bad fear. That in fear being an emotion, it is a, it is a safety response mechanism put in man by God. So in order for us not to be, to hurt ourselves or harm ourselves, there is some element of fear put in man. So, for instance, if I take you to the top of a 50-story building, even if you don't fear heights, when you look down, something will tell you not to jump without a parachute. Right? So, but when somebody is suicidal, what happens is that that safety response put in God by man, the devil walks on that safety response and shuts it down. And the person does, ends their life, not fulfilling God's plan and purpose for their life. So I want you to understand that fear is both an emotion, it's good and bad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, So you must understand that. However, in understanding what fear is, you must understand, in understanding what fear is, you must know, rather, that the problem of most of us as Christians is that fear becomes negative when you abandon faith. Hallelujah. Why? Because the lifestyle of a believer is a lifestyle of faith. The Bible says, and the just shall live by his faith. Not just faith. The just shall live by what? His faith. That's the original iteration in the Old Testament. I want to quote in the New Testament, the just shall live by his faith. Okay. Let me note. I'm trying to do, do a quick recap of what Pastor Bay taught last week. Today, I want you to understand that even in scripture, there are two kinds of fear. There's what the Bible refers to as the fear of God. Right? And in that context, the fear of God is not that you are afraid of God. No. It is a, it is an, it is a, a feeling of reverential awe. That's the best English way to describe what it is. It's reverence. It's reverence. The only people that fear God are his enemies. God does not want his children to fear him. And when he talks about fear in the way that is negative... 
he, God always used that, that I will do so, so, so and so to, for you, and your enemies shall fear me. The enemies of the Lord shall fear me. For his children, what God wants us to do is a reverential awe and a respect for him. So he says, scripture says that in Proverbs 9 verse 10, that the fear of God is what? The fear of God is what? The beginning of wisdom. That for a man, for a believer to become wise, the first step is to revere and adore the Lord. Are we together? And I'm going to tie this into how to overcome fear. When people receive life's problems, have you heard this before? When people face life's problems, and we try to tell them the scripture right way to, to, to resolve it, they will say, Pastor, let's be real. <laughs> they say, let's be real. You are talking, you are talking, you are talking Bible. Say, let's be real. But the truth is this, everything in the scripture is as real as the sun rising in the morning, like that rain that is falling now. It's realer than it. So, we are going to real ways to overcome your fear and anxiety. So, it talks about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. So, for a man to overcome fear, he has to first of all fear the Lord. Are you listening to me? What happens when there's a reverential fear of the Lord? It means that you start to understand who you are in Christ. But before I go there, let's just go to Genesis 15 verse 1. Genesis 15, verse 1. And remember, I'm talking about two kinds of fear. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, What? Do not be, do not be afraid. I am your shield and your exceedingly great what? Reward. Next verse. So Abraham now engaged God concerning the question. He says, but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, saying that I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. So what we are seeing in this conversation is a fear that Abraham was confronting. The fear of Abraham at this point in his life was that he was going to die airless. Are we together? So I'm using this to, to contextualize. I don't want to continue reading that scripture because we don't have a lot of time. To show that the, if the patriarchs of faith had their fears, but when you see us, them talk, talk, us talk, the, when you see the apostles talk to, about them in the book of Hebrews, it sounds like they never had any problems. They, they, who through faith subdued kingdoms, quenched fire, opened the mouth of lions. So for everyone who is battling infertility, Abraham battled it too. It was a real apparent fear. And it's not like now where the world is plenty. In those days, one of the key things that people struggled with was survival. It's not now there's technology, that childbirth is easy and everything. Survival was a thing. And for a wealthy man to expand his lineage, he needed heirs. And that is why, being that he was heirless, he had to make a slave his heir. For someone to carry on his legacy and his principles and for the transference of his wealth. Are we together? But see what God said to him. God's first answer to his fear was this. He says, do not go back to the first verse. It says, do not be what? Afraid. 
Go back to go back there. Do not be what? Do not be afraid. It did not say, do not be afraid. Have faith. No. Because Abraham was the father of faith. How did he come here? He said, I am your shield. And I am your exceedingly great word, reward. That if you don't get anything in this life, the fact that you have me is sufficient for you. Are we together? I am your shield. Number one, what is, does it mean to be his shield? That is his, his protector. So that was why when the fight, when Abraham took the servants in his house to go about against the five kings subsequently, Abraham was so confident that God was his defense. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because how did he deal with the fear of childlessness and the fear of being a migratory man, not knowing where he was going, even though he had a promise? He had to understand his identity in Christ. Are we together? So remember how we got here. We got here by me saying that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That the first way to conquer your fear is to fear the Lord. That in fearing the Lord, fear is reverential awe. In reverential awe of the Lord, you start to discover who God is to you. You start to beat every other fear that comes against you because you discover your identity in God. You know who is with you. You know who is for you. So no matter what fear you are facing now, no matter what anxiety you are facing now, right? You have to understand your identity in God. This word is coming to you like it came to Abraham. He said, do not be afraid. I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. Are we together? Number one way to overcome fear is to discover your identity in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not to run helter-skelter. It's to sit down with God. Because when you discover your identity in God, you know that God's promise can never fail. And let me give an example. I've discovered that. And I'll use a very interesting example. We have used this before. And I'll use the entertainment industry, for, for instance. Have you discovered that in the entertainment industry, there are some people that have been working hard, or they are not working hard, they blew in their 20s, are popular. There are some directors in their young age, 30s, 40s, everybody knows them. And there are some directors that just blossom in their 50s. They've been working hard in silence. So when they've gone to film school, don't like agree. Don't they walk? Don't they do one small, small film? They, like in Aritu, shooting in Mexico, everybody say, hey, they try you, they try you, they try you. All of a sudden, you just come of age. In the 60s, it's now global. It's now winning the Oscars. Do you understand? So when I look at, I, I'm a student of life. When I study it, I discover that people that are blue in their 20s and blue in their 60s, all of them still blue. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? If you don't have money in your 20s and your 30s, don't be under any pressure. Because my father used to say that people that have money in their 40s and people that have money in their 50s, everybody will still enjoy their money. That's the logic. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So you're not being under pressure. Hey, I'm a failure. You are just 40. You say you're a failure. You're a write-off. Hey, what? Abraham's promises came when he was 70, 80, 90. 90. What it means to be 90 years? And don't say it's Abraham. Pastor, it's Abraham. He's 90 years old. 
There's a real story in Nigeria. There's a musician called Fatai Rolling Dollar. He became a, a millionaire in his 80s. He did not enjoy his money for up to 20 years before he died. But the guy even had a small child. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? Right? God is never late. You can bank on the promises of God. The reason why you are bothered, the reason why you are panicking, the reason why you are anxious, you want to make money, you are jumping up and down, you want to kill yourself. BP will kill you. Right? And the money that God is, has won't schedule for you, you will not bank it. Are, you, are we together? It's because you have not come in a conversation with God to understand who is with you. Hallelujah. People that know me know that I don't worry. I used to worry a lot before. I used to be a worrier. I said, hey, hey, hey. And one time, I now discovered that I slept and woke up and discovered that everything can be gone in a... You don't understand, like Job. And I said, Waiting, what am I rushing? What's happening? What is happening here? I'm a young man. I don't want to enjoy my journey. <laughs> so I'm not talking about myself. Number two. Isaiah 41, verse 10. I'll use one more scripture. Now we'll go to number two. Isaiah 41, verse 10. That's like a key scripture this month. It says, fear not for what? See, some people don't understand this thing in their spirit. They understand it like ink on paper. It says, fear not for I am... Be not, you said, do not be discouraged, do not be depressed. Do not be what? I am with, I am with the, the guarantee. The guarantee that a believer has is the presence of God. It's not money in, the account, in your bank account. The net worth of a believer, and Pastor Bay said this, and I will say it again, the net worth of a believer is not in his worldly possessions. It is it's in the presence of God. The fear not for I am with you. So a lot of us allow things of this world and our circumstances to cloud our mind so much that it becomes our reality instead of a reality and a consciousness of the ever-present presence of God. And if you are like that, you are right where the devil wants you to be. You are right where the devil wants you to be because practically, when you are so consumed with your circumstances and the hand life has dealt you, you won't see what God has in front of you. You cannot have a heart of thanksgiving. And the scriptural prescription for the believer is that come into my presence with thanksgiving and come into my court with praise. That the, that the posture of the heart as we approach the throne of mercy must be one of thanksgiving. Because it is only in thanksgiving you can see what God has for you. It is only in thanksgiving you can break away the shackles of fear. He says, I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my what? Righteous right hand. It means that the hand is always right. The hand can never fail. The, God is not going to carry your hand up. Then hand will now be paining him. You will now fall your hand. No. 
Are we together? Do you understand what I'm saying? And now the world has so many fears. I try to research and do phobia. I say types of phobia. <laughs> Me self. I tire for the phobia. Phobia, plenty, 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 plenty. I was trying to do some research on the types of fear. There's claustrophobia. And some people say it. Some people, some people parade their fear as if it's fanciful. They say, I'm claustrophobic. I'm agoraphobic. I'm depressed. Don't talk to me now. I'm just depressed. Like you want to throw a pity party. Say I'm agorobacteriophobic. So now people will not even use disease to form. They say, I don't like a place that is dirty. I'm scared of germs. I have OCD. It's a bad thing. Are we together? And let me tell you, and sometimes we, we throw these things around because we want to be as if we join. But God is concerned about every fear you have. Because every fear, some people can never go. And if, for instance, now in this church we say we want to do rural evangelism, some people can never go. Do you know why? They say, ah, I know if you sleep for where, got a fifth snake bites me. You, that fear is hindering God's purpose for your life. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? God is concerned about every fear. So number two thing you do is this. Because you understand that God is with you, even if you do not understand before, now you understand, you edify yourself. How do you edify yourself? The Bible says that he who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. A believer must build up his most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You must face your fears and confront them. You must tell yourself, remind yourself who you are. Let me give you a real story to, for you to understand. When David was talking to Goliath, it was not because he was not afraid. Please give me that story of David and Goliath. When he said, you come to me with a, with a spear and a javelin, I come to you with the name of the mighty God. Did, before he went to go and pick stone to go and fight Goliath, did you not know that it was God that was following him? So why did he have to say it again? Are you hearing me? He said, I have killed a lion. I killed a bear. I'm going to come against you, you uncircumcised. He knew before he, he, he had signed the contract before he went to the battle. So why was, he, why was he announcing it again? He was speaking to himself. He was reminding himself of who was with him. Was, the, the conversation was more for himself than for Goliath. So a lot of us face fears and face things. Somebody, something's telling you, you know, go bomb picking, you say, mm -hmm. the, your next prayer point will be a yeah, yeah prayer point. A prayer point that even God cannot answer. Let me tell you what your next prayer point is. Your next prayer point is going to, oh God, I come to you in the name of the mighty Jesus. God, I know you are going to do this for me. Oh Lord, you are throwing a pity party. Are you hearing me? Dirty prayer, dirty prayer. You know, the Bible says you pray and you receive not because you pray and miss. You are fasting, you'll be fasting against that fear because you are fasting, you're here fasting. You are supposed to remind yourself of who God is to you. That fear confronted with the world. Say, none shall be barren in the land. You understand? I am like a tree planted by the riverside. I give up. You, you don't say it in your mind. You said like, you, it's more, so your husband might think you are crazy. People in your office or in the bus might think you are crazy. But you, you, are like, you are like Hannah. 
when she went before God at Shiloh and she was talking, they said, is this woman drunk with wine? And he told the chief priest, he said, I'm not drunk with wine. I, am, I come before him. You don't have to come to this altar. You don't have to come here. Wherever you are, the Lord is there with you. Tell him. He said, I know who I am in Christ. I cannot be barren. I cannot be barren. Even if I'm 60, I'm going to have my child. It has happened in this world, it will happen again. We are not crazy people. We are people of faith. I know when we are teaching this thing, people say, Pastor, be real. This thing I'm teaching you is as real as the sun that's risen or the rain that is falling. Are we together? Are we together? So, number two is that you edify yourself. You speak to yourself. Number three, you resist the devil. Put that scripture. Because in edifying yourself, the first two things you've done is that you've submitted to God. Let's go to that scripture. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, James 4, 7. The first two things you did helped you submit yourself to God. Number one, in reverential prayer of God, you acknowledge God's lordship. You understand who God is to you. Number two, you are submitting your spirit and your faculty and your body to the lordship of God in edifying yourself. Number three, you resist the devil. In edifying yourself does not resist the devil. Are we together? You now face the thing. When you now ginger like David, you now face the uncircumcised Philistine. And you say, every negative report come out for here. You understand what I'm trying to say? Come over here. And some people say, I don't talk and since you know work. Now, because maybe you know do the first two correctly. Do number two. Do number three. And let me tell you what a resistance is. A resistance is, let me give an example, Ukraine and Russia. What Ukraine is doing is putting up a word, a resistance. How many months have they been resisting now? Eight months. They've been fighting, they've been resisting constantly for eight months against a stronger adversary. You, your problem, we have not been resisting for one month. They say, our devil's not ready. We say, I don't, where will they go, Joe? You know, they, <laughs> they say, God knows they hear me. You will resist. A resistance is a resistance. A resistance is a resistance. The reason why you have to resist is that any day you lie down, the devil will climb on your head. Let me just tell you. Now they hear me. Any day you say, I know they resist again. That thing that I have been resisting, we now do what? We climb away. In my language, there's an adage. It says that it's nice in pigeon. Now, when war fence fall, nine small goats they climb on top. You understand? The, you understand the part? The Lord will give you understanding. <laughs> Is it now when war fence fall? When fence tall, like this, our fence of our church now. Can you see one small goat jump on top and now be running on top of the fence? Hey, but if that fence falls today? Rats, you must resist. Resisting the spirit. Resisting the spirit. Always remind yourself of who you are in Christ, who God is to you. Are we together? Are we together? That's all for tonight. Let us go. Let us remain. Let us remain small for next Thursday. Hallelujah. And for Sunday. Just speak to the Lord this evening.
confront that fear. For scripture says that the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Are you a mother scared about the safety of your children? Is it now something that you are fixated upon? The word of the Lord is not just for you, it's for your child also. For your children, the Lord is saying, fear not, I am with them. I am their shield, I am their exceeding great reward. Are you worried that your children might not make it in this life? The Lord is with them. Are you scared that, that you might never, in the word of, in the common balance, break through? The Lord says it's with you. Are you scared of the dark? The Lord is with you. Are you scared of the witches and wizards and people? In your, he, he says, you are more than a conqueror. Are you scared for your financial situation? Oh, he says, you are more than a conqueror. Oh, your dad owns the whole world. Your dad owns the whole world. And let me tell you, scripture says that if he gave Jesus, how will he not with him freely give us all things? Oh, we break every stronghold, every stranglehold of fear is broken. The Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. We receive the, in the place of fear, we receive the, the, the spirit of boldness. In the place of dismay, we receive a sound mind. I have a sound mind. We have the mind of Christ. We have a mind of Christ. Our mind is not a bank of suicidal thoughts, negative thoughts. We have the mind of Christ. If you know anybody going through panic attacks, fear, worried about something, it's time to just pray for them. Oh, if you are the one going, going through it, just speak to yourself. Speak to yourself the word of the Lord. Not motivational speech, but the word of the Lord. I am who God says I am. If it's not in Christ, it's not in me. It cannot be in me, for he bore upon me. Oh, you are not going to die from that disease. You are not going to die from that disease. The Lord is with you, for I am with you. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me yes Jesus loves me the Bible tells me so there is not a thing that can separate me from this Bond we share 
how you died for me. There is not a thing that can separate me from this bondage. Yeah, how you set me free. Oh, look at me. I'm radiating the freedom of the Lord. Oh, look at me now. Look at me. I'm radiating freedom. I'm radiating the freedom of the Lord. Oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm radiating, radiating the mercies of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm radiating. Lord, Lord we thank you. Thank you because as we stay in the place of supplication, thank you because these chains in our mind, these fears, this anxiety is breaking. Is breaking, is breaking, 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 breaking. We arise into a liberty, a liberty to do all you have called us to do and to be all that you have called us to be. We'll be as your word comes every Sunday, every Thursday, there will be liberation across this congregation not just in our lives, in our families, in our children's lives. Every hitherto encoded fear is taken away, is broken. That the only fear that will be dominant in our lives will be the fear of the Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord, for giving us sound minds. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore Springs.